Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. This is the story of the Watt. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now, you're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Alvin Kamara loves Montana, loves to snowboard. Doing it pretty well. It's going well. It's going well. Just don't try to do anything tricky. Don't try to do anything that's beyond your skills. He's got plenty of football skills, snowboarding skills. I mean, he's keeping it better than I would, but then, oh, oh, no. Wait a minute. Doesn't he bite it at some point? I think he bites it. Oh, no. Oh, that's the. Oh, oh. Careful. Careful. The, those legs and butt right, make him Spencer. a lot of money, Chris. Uh, yeah. Yes. Please let's Oh, wiping out again. Sean Payton having a bout of chest pains watching this. Careful, Alvin Kamara. Isn't that how Andrew Luck got hurt, but then they denied that's how he got hurt? Remember Ooh, that? You're right. I kind of do vaguely remember that. I forgot about that story. That's one sport that, as an athlete, I just uh, – I'm, I'm not I was never big on like I never as much as I wanted to try to ski and do that and it looks fun and all that of course I grew up not around it because my dad played football and all that but I just I was scared to I didn't want to hurt an ankle hurt a knee do something like that and uh, please be careful Avin Kamara we like watching you play football a lot more than snowboarding I think the farther your head is from the ground, the less likely you are to engage in those kinds of activities. So when you're really tall like you, and the bigger they are, the harder they fall, I would go nowhere near a ski slope, a snowboard path, or anything like that. Sledding? Maybe. All right, all right. There we go. Sean Payton watching the, yeah, watching the Alvin Kamara video. Yeah, not good. Not good. That's funny. And, and there's Alvin Kamara responding, and Sean Payton responds, 41, cool like Luke. Uh, just uh, just be careful, Alvin. You got, you got a lot of money. You got a lot of money tied up in your ability to play football, and I have a feeling that if they really wanted to scour through his contract, they could find something to say. You got hurt snowboarding, you don't get paid, and you got to pay us money back and all the things that go along with it if a team wants to play hard. It's cool, nonetheless, so, that Sean Payton's cool like Luke. That's cool hit yeah, Luke yeah. over there. But it's nice, at least. I, usually, yeah, I, thought, I, I would just defer anything like that until you're done playing football. You got the rest of your life once you're done playing football, and you'll have more than enough money that you won't have to worry about getting a job after you're done playing football. And you can snowboard. You can go to Wyoming. You can go to Montana. You can go wherever. Once you're done playing football, that, 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 that's my I'm with you. fatherly sort of advice. Right. I'm old enough now to be the father of most of these guys, can, especially the ones in can their you mid-20s. Ski? No. Okay. I didn't no. think so. You didn't look like the skiing type. What's that mean? You just don't look like the skiing type. I don't know. What's I just the don't, skiing type look like? I don't know. It just doesn't look like you. That's what I know. <laughs> I can't see. You know, you and me, I think we'd have a blast at the ski lodge having some drinks and everything, just watching guys ski. But, uh, yeah, we're not going to do that. That's not what we do. I'm not the ski type either. Don't get all sensitive on me. All right. I just, I just don't know that there's a ski type, <laughs> and I don't know what I exude that makes you think I'm not the skiing type. 
I just remember when I was young enough to really want to do it. I didn't have the money to do it because it's not exactly right. a, a cheap thing to do. And then as I got older, it's like, I don't really have the time to do it once I had the money to do it. Isn't that, isn't that how life goes? Like bit, when you're young enough bit, and you yeah. have the time to do stuff like that, you don't have the money to do it. And then when you're older and you have the time to do it, you're too busy to do it. And sorry. The family has to bring my, you there. My wife, you know. my wife used to ski all the time. Okay, yeah. She it's like to, it has to, to be a family thing. And you've told stories like, I mean, you, you, you got hurt walking down a hill, let alone skiing down a hill, right? No, Didn't I you? wasn't walking down oh. a hill. I fell down a hill and broke ribs. <laughs> well, there, there. see, Far not the skiing type. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't have been good. I, I just, I, it, it's, it's not something that I ever had any interest in doing because of all the ways that it can go bad. And I guess I've always been wired that way. Yes, not the skiing think about type. How <laughs> exactly. things <can> go bad, <laughs> right? Yes. And injuries hurt, and they're annoying, and and you, you know, like I, being I, in total I had control. A, That's why I had a <laughs> I had a cut on my finger that I won't display the finger, but it's the one in the middle. And I, you know, I thought it was getting a little infected, and that gave me some consternation. So yeah, I don't want any skiing or snowboarding injuries. All right, JJ Watt, there will be no snow where he is playing in 2021 and possibly 2022. This came out of. Nowhere yesterday, after a week or two of some cryptic tweets from J.J. Watt regarding right. what some thought was his next destination, although I think it was just J.J. Watt having some fun with the rest of us, there was no mystery, no ambiguity, nothing vague about the tweet that popped up out of nowhere late yesterday morning, early afternoon, J.J. Watt working out with a new T-shirt on, wow. bearing the logo of the Arizona Cardinals. I still can't tell whether that's a Photoshop or a real thing. If it's a Photoshop, it's very well done because it's got the wrinkles and all that stuff. But J.J. Watt, member of the Cardinals, source colon me, no doubting this one. And here is J.J. Watt arriving as the newest member of the Arizona Cardinals. I'm very excited. Uh, my wife and I are very excited to be here. Uh, Mr. Bidwell, Steve, everybody here has, has been unbelievable so far, and I'm just excited to get started. I'm very excited to get started, get to work, get to know the people of Arizona, and uh, to go to work to try and help them win a championship. And the one thing that I can promise you is I'm going to work my ass off every single day to make you proud, and uh, I'm very proud to be a part of the Bird Gang in the Red Sea, so let's get started. Two years, $31 million for J.J. Watt. Now, the shorter the deal, the less crap is in it, the less fluff is in it. The reports yesterday suggested $23 million guaranteed. Now, when it doesn't say fully guaranteed, it means it's not fully guaranteed. I'm still waiting to get the actual breakdown. How much of it's paid this year? How much of it's paid next year? It gives you a full sense of what it's really worth. But if he stays two years, he's getting $31 million. Unless they're lying about the numbers, right. he's getting $31 million, which is 15 and a half, if my math is right, and it rarely is. Not, not bad. Not, I, didn't think, I, I didn't think he'd get it. And frankly, the more he gets... The more glaring it is the Texans didn't try to do something to get a low-round draft pick for him or something conditional next year, depending upon him playing in 12, 14, or 16 games this season. Yeah, well, definitely. Listen, two things here. First off, uh, that's not Photoshopped. He was there. I mean, what, what, can we show that picture of him lifting weights again? That like that was a red pole there in Iraq. I don't know. So he I looks, don't know that you can. Can you be in the facility? Well, he must have the gone there to sign. Rules are in the off season. You're, you're right. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to get a workout in, and he's not going to be wearing that hat in Arizona. Well, he's a psycho. He might be the type that like signed a contract and be like, "Can I go get a workout?" I, I don't doubt that. Or can I go pose for a photo? Well, maybe that too. He that that could That's be very real. Fun. There's no doubt. But the red he's not, rack. He's not wearing his U.S. Men's National kit though. Well, the red like weight rack is. Is what jumps out to me that he might actually be in their facility doing something there. Well, he also went to Wisconsin. Yes, I so, know. You're right. So that could yeah. be. But he he didn't. He was that was yesterday, right? Him getting off the plane. Um, okay. So I don't then, know. The, I don't know the timeline. I don't know his travel schedule. Yeah. But that thing, that photo popped out of the blue. The video came later in the day. Okay. So I I don't I don't, right, I don't know. Whatever. And, it and doesn't whether matter. it's photoshopped or not, he's a member of the Cardinals. Yes. He's in Arizona again. I thought this year with free agency there would be rules somewhat similar to last year because of the pandemic but but obviously you can go to the team this year they haven't issued any type of proclamation yet that would say you can't go to the team 
despite the fact that a pandemic's going on, I, I need to look into that because there had been some assumptions by folks around the league right. that, that the procedures like last year would happen, which which can be an impediment for guys who need to be poked and prodded and Definitely. be given a physical. Remember what it did to Cam Newton last year, but apparently that's not the case this year. Yeah, uh, certainly. I, I think the first thing, hey, I want to give credit to like Diana Rossini, right? She kind of said this about the 15th. She obviously had it. I said, I got to see it to believe it. I wasn't trying to challenge her, but I want to give her credit. She's a Jersey girl who grew up not too far from me. So I got mad respect for her. I do want to say that. Then off of that, you know, I mean, one, just from the pure football aspect of things, we didn't get to break down the Cardinals yesterday really as much as the other three teams in the NFC West, but this was one of the, certainly the big needs for their football team. Difference makers on the front seven. You know, you, other than Chandler Jones, when he's, and he, and he was hurt, right, for most of the year last year, I, I think the common fan couldn't tell you a lot of the names or any of the names on the Arizona Cardinals front seven defense if you're not a Cardinals fan. So it was certainly something they needed for their football team. And, you know, J.J. Watt, we've talked about, he still has a lot of good things to offer. He's very versatile. You know, Vance Joseph with his defense there, he does a little bit of everything. So it is a total fit. Uh, we talked about J.J. Watt can play in any scheme. And, you know, uh, I, I don't know, Mike, you, you tell me here. I do get the sense, by the way, that, that this was like – clearly the best offer on the table and it was like whoa I'm gonna take it right now and I might as well take it now and go instead of maybe waiting around for another team or something like that uh it just seems to appear that way to me I don't know how you feel about that someone in Arizona yesterday was pushing the idea that there were better offers on the table for what I'll oh. believe it when I see it just like last week because I, I could see why the Cardinals would want to put out the idea that that they weren't bidding against themselves, yes, that there right. wasn't some huge gap between their offer and the next offer. When I heard it yesterday, when I saw the numbers, I thought, hey, guy decided he's chasing the bag instead of chasing the ring, and that's his business because it's too hard to chase the ring because there's too many factors that go into chasing the ring, too many other people, personalities, brains, bodies, too many things have to work just right for you to get that championship, so you may as well get paid. And look, this was the third place team in the NFC West last year. They were eight and eight. J.J. Watt is not going to suddenly vault this team to the top of one of the toughest divisions in football, if not the toughest division in football. The Rams are going to be better with Matthew Stafford. The 49ers are going to be better if they're just healthy. And the Seahawks, by all appearances, aren't trading Russell Wilson until they do. Mm -hmm. So the Cardinals are going to have a hard time scaling that that mountain and oh oh you're in the same division with Tom Brady or the same conference excuse me with Tom Brady so I, I and I got no problem with it I got no problem oh, with saying you, you know either. hey too too hard to engineer a path to a championship a lot easier to engineer a path toward a nice payday and that's what he got and that's what he deserved yeah it, it, it definitely he does deserve it I'm never going to be mad at anybody for you know going out getting money supporting their family He's a good guy, certainly. I mean, he does a lot of good things in the community, all that type of stuff. Uh, but it, it does, I, I agree with you there. It does look that way to me as well. You know, again, Arizona, I think we all agree that, hey, things are going in the right direction, but I'm not ready to sit here and say Super Bowl contender by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, I think if we really got into that, we'd probably go right now, hey, NFC, yeah. They're not one of the top five teams in the NFC. Obviously, they're probably towards the bottom half of the NFC where it is right now. And I don't mean that to be disrespectful. They are building something. You know, they got a young quarterback, Cliff Kingsbury, still new in as far as his NFL knowledge and being a head coach, and he's growing and all those type of things. But, you know, J.J. Watt, I do think, can have a little bit of that Tom Brady effect on Arizona and their defense and things like that. Not to say that it's a championship mold, but he, you know, his work ethic, his leadership, you know, the intensity in which he'll attack the job on a day-by-day -day basis for a team that you know is going to have to make some moves and free agency in the draft, and they do have some younger players and things like that. He's the guy that can lead the way that way, and I think there is value in that in signing a player like J.J. Watt as well as what he can do on the field.
He binds that defense together. Right. He becomes the leader of that defense. There really wasn't one personality that you would think of as the guy no. that stirs the drink for the Cardinals' defense. And we talked yesterday about the impact that Kyler Murray could have on attracting free agents to Arizona. It's not his way to be kind of in your face and pestering people. He's reserved. He's quiet. I was the same way when I was that age, so I don't have any problem with it. But enter J.J. Watt. Just as we're getting ready to launch into free agency, and if you get these guys who get cut by other teams, who find themselves on the market and they're looking around saying, where the hell's my money? Well, I guess I just got to go do a one-year deal somewhere. Now you've got J.J. Watt who can get involved in the recruitment just like others were recruiting J.J. Watt. Now, at the end of the day, the money is the main recruiter, and they've got plenty of guys they need to sign. But I'll tell you what, given that money to J.J. Watt. See you later, Patrick Peterson. See you later, Hassan Reddick. Those are the two names that jump off that page to me, and I think they're going to be jumping off the Cardinals' ship. Well, I I would think so. I mean, I don't look at anybody on that list right there and just go, oh my gosh, if they don't have them back, wow, they're going to be in trouble. You know, Patrick Peterson's still a good player. There's no doubt about it, but yeah, what's he going to be willing to, you know, take as far as a price tag there? Uh, they got Devondre Campbell in the middle, you know, but I, I don't know where they feel about that situation. He is a long, athletic linebacker. Hassan Reddick, that's another interesting one. I mean, again, a guy that they drafted, I'm sure they'd like to keep their homegrown talent, um, but, you know, he had a big year of sack, sack production. Are teams going to fall into the trap and overpay him? You know, I don't know. I would certainly be wary, wary about overpaying him. I mean, really, when you break him down, it was like a three-game stretch that really led to all the sacks he had last year, and it, it was underwhelming as far as a pass rusher for the rest of his career. Uh, but they, you know, I think you said it. You know, he combined the defense together. He's a guy where, hey, we can play him at defensive tackle this week because – we're playing a team that passes the ball and throws it around, and he's a mismatch in the middle against guards and things like that to where he can be disruptive in that kind of game. Oh, now this week we're playing a team that's, you know, physical and a running football team. Now you can move him out to defensive end, and he can be a handful and a really big defensive end against tackles, and you can put another, you know, big nose guard type guy inside. So that gives you the versatility, and I think that's really the value of J.J. Watt. And he still is disruptive and really good and a lot of things to offer uh, on the field, despite lack of sacks and things like that the last few years. The other concern is injury. Yes. And that's where you're taking a risk if you're the Arizona Cardinals. Calculated risk that J.J. Watt is going to stay healthy. He plays a very physically demanding position. He's now going to be 32. And there's a lot of wear and tear on that body. Right. And I have the utmost respect for anyone who, as I've said before, will put in the time and the effort and the work to get to 100% and go out into a football field and accept. Just like when you go snowboarding. Yeah. Just like when you go skiing. Sure. It's just a matter of time before you're back to square one trying to get yourself healthy again. You mentioned Reddick. What a career he had. I know. Two and a half sacks as a rookie. Four the next year, one his third year, and then 12 and a half sacks last year. That huge game against the Giants. So, I, hey, if I'm a team in the NFC East – I'm thinking about pitting Hassan Reddick against the Giants twice a year. And if I'm the Giants, I'm thinking maybe I should just sign him so I don't have to worry about facing the guy again. But uh, I, I think I think signing J.J. Watt means unless Reddick gets nothing anywhere else and decides to be one of the guys that does a one-year deal and just stays put. I mean, hell, you add Reddick to that mix now with Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt. You, you got, you got something pretty special. Yeah. But the question is just how, how many dollars are you going to have left once the dust settles on this? Because it's still a significant commitment to J.J. Watt in a year when the cap's going down. That's the other side of it. The cap's going down. J.J. Watt got $15.5 million over two years. Oh, and by the way, they still have Kyler Murray on a rookie deal. Now is the time to splurge if you're going to splurge. Sure. Because at some point you're going to have to pay Kyler Murray so much money. It's going to be harder to splurge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. Uh, and, you know, listen, J.J. Watt, he is J.J. Watt. He does have value on the field. You know, he's a polarizing figure, you know, as far as people are going to buy jerseys. That's 99 Arizona Cardinals. They're going to do that. If it's 99. If there's 99 available, you're right. I'm not – yeah. It's been uh, retired. It's oh, so he's Marshall not, Goldberg. So he's an Thanks act. for reading PFT. Okay, nah, I didn't read that one. Uh, but, yeah, so – so there is that aspect of it, certainly. But I, I will say, I'm still, you know, shocked 
by the price tag a little bit. I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, again, I, if I were a GM, I don't know if I could have thrown that kind of money out at J.J. Watt. And I, I don't mean that to be disrespectful to J.J. Watt. But I know it's what? He's missed maybe 32 out of the last 80 games. It's 26 and a half sacks over the last five years. And something I talked about on my podcast a little yesterday, Mike, is, I mean, if you look at other players that are comparable to that, like I look at a guy like Calais Campbell, who has a, a kind of the same type of position J.J. Watt is, versatile, can play defensive tackle, can play defense end, can do them both. You know, he's been hurt a lot less and has much more sack production uh, than J.J. Watt, and he's making $12 million a year. So I think that's where I was surprised by the price tag overall. But I will say this, too. You know, we see, like, the last two years, it's nine sacks total, right? And I know he missed eight games in, in 2019. One thing you have to take into account with the sacks always, right? We know that it can be an overrated stat, and we like the uh, F the play up, right? That really tells you more about him, and he's pretty damn good at F and plays up still. You got to remember, too, with the Houston Texans, I mean, geez, you, the last few years, you might have been able to go out there and throw for 50% in an NFL game against that secondary. So quarterbacks didn't have to hold the ball a whole lot or real long against the Houston Texans the last few years, too. So you do have to take that aspect, you know, I think into the, the totality of what he is at this point, too. And I'm excited to see him in red and see what he can do. It's, it's a projection. Right. It's definitely a projection. Right. It's a leap of faith. And, and I still refuse to accept as 100% truthful the reports on the numbers. I've seen this sausage get made enough times. You know the saying, the truth, or I, I, I screwed it up before I even got it out. Boo, the, the, the sausage is already messed lot, up. Nobody cares I, now. I, I, I almost, I almost, I almost, you know what? I almost, I almost said something I shouldn't have said after I realized I screwed it up. 10 o'clock in but England. A lie. A lie gets halfway around the world before the truth gets its pants on. That's what I was trying to say. When it comes to these NFL contracts, the 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 lie does the full traversing of the globe, but and the truth never gets acknowledged. Right. That's what happens. Right. So, you know these numbers. If and and the smart agents know how to keep these numbers under wraps for a few days. So by the time they come out. Everybody's moved on to something else. Nobody cares anymore. It's just the way it works. Yeah. But I, I, I'm going to be very curious to see the structure, the true guarantee, and is it really? Is it really two years, $31 million, Or is it – and I'm not, I don't know this, but I've seen this before. This is why I'm skeptical. Is it two years, $26 million with $5 million in yeah, could easily be. reachable incentives right. or – or per game roster bonuses, which I would want in if, there if to protect myself if he can't play. Right. Five hundred thousand a year in per game roster bonuses, little things like that, chip it down into something that isn't between fifteen and sixteen million. There's a lot of lying that goes on in this business, and one of the things we try to do, which makes me even more unpopular than I otherwise would be, we try to smoke it out and let people know the truth. It just bothers me when BS gets thrown around. And reporters just who want to fill a quote and impress their bosses will just pass along whatever BS lands in their lap without scrutiny. That bugs me. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if the BS that got passed around yesterday is true BS or fake BS. Yeah, you're right. Uh, we, we will see. And, uh, you know, I, I had the same thoughts as you as well. Was it, you know, really, okay, 23 guaranteed with a little bit more on top of that. And then you're right. You got to do something on the field or stay healthy to get the rest of it. Either way. It's a big-time move for him. I wasn't expecting to hear Arizona Cardinals. That's the one thing I'll say. I, I, I really was not. I really thought really at the end of the day we were going to hear Tennessee Titans or Green Bay Packers. That, to me, was what I was expecting to hear. I thought maybe he'd go back with Vrabel and look at that team and go, ooh, they're pretty close. Or he'd go, hey, I grew up in Wisconsin and just about every kid wants to go home and, and play for the Green Bay Packers when you grow up in Wisconsin and they got Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I really expected it to be one of those two, so I was shocked when I saw that news come across. Plays the Packers this year. Wow. Plays the Titans this year. Plays the Texans this year. Goes back to Texas this year against the Cowboys, and if the 17th game formula and approach that Peter King laid out yesterday in football morning in America holds, Cardinals at Browns this year, wow. another team that was closely yeah. linked. 
to J.J. Watt. So, oh, oh, and then there's the two games against the Rams, Seahawks, and 49ers as well. The Cardinals games got a lot sexier with the presence of J.J. Watt. And as the NFL moves toward announcing the schedule, which will be here before we know it, mid to late April before the draft, that's how they usually do it. They made an exception last year because of the pandemic. But whenever we get that schedule, those Cardinals games, a lot more enticing Definitely. than they were before J.J. Watt joined the team. So... Uh, you mentioned the the jersey. I want to I want to add something to that real briefly. Yeah, please we, do. We spoke about this on PFTPM yesterday that Marshall Goldberg, who played for the Chicago Cardinals in the '30s, right? He he he's a native of Elkins, West Virginia. His nickname in high school was Biggie because he weighed 110 pounds. Was a star at Pitt. Got his jersey retired by Pitt, number 42, was on the team for back-to-back national championships, 36-37. Second-round pick of the Cardinals in 38. Left the Cardinals to go fight in World War II in 43. Came back in 46. Did Not in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Senior right. committee finalist in 2008. Didn't get in. Number is retired. He wore number 99, which but that's got some real swag back in the 30s to be a running back in number 99. I Seriously. like that. But it's retired. And TMZ has an item where Marshall Goldberg's daughter, Ellen Goldberg-Tulos, tells TMZ she's fine with J.J. wearing the number. I, I don't think that's how it should work. This is one of my pet peeves. You retire a number, it's retired. If you don't want to retire the number, if you want to, because it's not some some thing that you could say, oh, we never thought of that. Maybe we're going to have a guy someday who wants to wear number 99. No, no, you've retired 99. It's forever retired. And if you don't want to retire it, that's there he is at Pitt. Great picture. There's Biggie. He looks a little more than 110 pounds there, but that's at Pitt where he's wearing number 42. But if you don't want to retire it, don't retire it. There, look at that. That's my build. That, that's that's me. Look how skinny he is. That Right there, he does 99. look skinny. That first picture we showed, it was not you. There was way too much bicep and muscle in it, so yeah, that was not nice. you. Now, this one maybe. Look at that. Yeah. That looks like the picture of me and you when we wore the old uniforms <laughs> last really year. It really does. But, Kristen, go Remember? back to that first picture there just to make sure so we clarify and we don't. That is not you, okay? That is not you. Okay. You don't have that neck and that vein in the neck or those. Look at those biceps. Guy's got some muscle there. He's definitely hit the weights or something. Just want to make sure so anyway, clear. <laughs> is it good enough for his daughter to say it's no. okay for J.J. Watt to wear the number? No. I agree. I, I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm with you. It, it, it's, you know, his daughter, that's really cool. It really is. It's very nice of her. But I tend to be on the same lines as you. It is retired. You know, I'd like to see players respect that, you know, as, and, and, and especially when the player is deceased and can't really speak for themselves. All right. That would be the other thing. It's one thing. Maybe if that player is still alive and they come out and they're like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm so excited that JJ Watts here and you know, 99, I know is was my old number and retired, but you know, I'd be honored if, if you wore it for your two years while you were with the Arizona Cardinals, that's different to me than, you know, the circumstance we're seeing here right now. That happened in Denver nine years ago. Peyton Manning asked Frank Trapuca if he could wear number 18, and Trapuca said yes. I still didn't like that either because what's the guy going to say? Yeah, it's when a the tough star spot. player comes to him right. and says, Can I wear your number? Because you look like a jerk if you say no. Mm-hmm. You're creating a problem for yourself that you just don't need by saying no. Right. So you're going to say yes. You're going to be magnanimous. You're going to be the bigger guy here. I think the right approach is treat the damn thing as retired. Look, hey, JJ, free advice. The number's retired. They've retired it. And that, that's just the way it works. I don't like it. I don't like retiring numbers because eventually you're going to run out. Eventually, I mean, we're already like, well, who's Marshall Goldberg? And I had to go down a rabbit hole yesterday on Google to figure well, out everything I could about Marshall you're, Goldberg. You're not going to run 100 out. 100 years from if, now. Well, If the Yankees yeah, haven't run, run out, out, nobody's going to run out, okay? You only got <laughs> nine guys on the field. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, but... Here's the question. What what number? Like if both he de- ways. If he didn't wear ninety nine, what what number would you want to see see him in? Well, I mean, I'd flip it over and wear sixty six. I'm not sure that he can or can't though. The NFL's no fun league rules as to what numbers you can and can't wear could screw that up. But I would just say flip it over and wear sixty six if you can get away with it. Do they have a sixty six? I don't. Joshua know. Joshua Miles I don't wears see him number sixty six, which tells. 
Oh, oh but it's 99 upside down. Okay, great. I don't want to see him in 66. Okay, that's then what number do you want? That's a guard. That's a guard number or something. He's he's too he's too athletic and slender and you know in good shape and Greek goddish built. So you know, 91 is available. That that is certainly one that I think you know he could look cool. 88. In. 88. <laughs> but you're funny. You're you know I I mean he could. I guess if they the fifties numbers, right? He would have to be classified as a linebacker or anything like that, which that's not going to happen. So I think he's kind of relegated into the seventies and nineties for the most part. Seventy-seven. Yeah, Just maybe do double that. numbers. Whatever it is, do double numbers. All right. Well, yep. In in the nineties, he's he's slim pickings right now. It's it's ninety-one pretty much. And yeah. That's all he but got. I'm looking at these names. Yeah. I'm they at won't. These names. They won't be there. Some of them for sure. Well. Or, or, or the ones who are there, when J.J. Watt walk, walks up to him, they're right. going to say, yes, you can take the number, sir. Yes, please don't hurt me. Yes, you can take the number. I mean, it's J.J. Watt. Yeah. And, and that's what was so weird last week about Michael Pittman Jr. not giving up number 11 for Carson Wentz. I mean, there is a respect element that goes into it. And J.J. Watt's earned a level of respect that Carson Wentz hasn't. And I think that, that if he wants one of these other numbers that a guy currently yeah. is wearing – it's a no-brainer for him to have it. Uh, agreed. I, I I think that's very true. You know, with, especially with the guys we're talking about here, there's no like superstar that is married. You know, their name to a number to where it's like, oh, I think of Jordan Phillips and I think of '97. No, there's there's nothing there. And you know, as you said said with the respect thing and all of that. Yeah, J.J. Watt is is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, he's he's one of the de best defensive players of our era. Um, and, you know, I, I, I got to see it firsthand. I got to break him down. I mean, when he was in his prime, man, there was there was nothing like watching J.J. Watt and how he could affect a football game. You know, I've told the story before about when he was on that Houston Texans team, team early in the 2010s there, and I was working in New England. Hey, it was one thing, and I was, again, just the guy upstairs putting things into the computer and breaking things down. But it was one thing to, like, whoa, how are you going to block him? But then it became, hey, forget that. What about the plays when we do block them? You know, his ability to just read a quarterback's eyes and bat the football down and do all those things. He was really special at that, too, to where, you know, the Patriots and, the, and Josh McDaniels and company started to formulate offense, the offensive game plan a little bit to go, hey, we're going to throw to the left. Let's get into a formation to where we think, uh, JJ will be on the right, so he can't read Tom's eyes if we do block him and knock down a, a for sure seven or eight yard completion. And now you know instead of second and two, it's third and ten and all of that too. That just that talks to the specialness of the player altogether. What do you got to say? What I've just got a vision of you working at New England, being the guy who plugs stuff into the computers and having any type of technical issue whatsoever and handling it in a very calm. <laughs> And rational way. That, That's the, what I'm picturing. Those were the very analytic, yeah. calm, no f bombs. Yeah, you know no me. Complaints. Yeah. No ultimatums. Just, just getting it done. Yeah. Well, th those were the worst calls because, of course, uh, you know, at that level of a job, you you have a lot in your plate, and then those were the worst calls because you're like, man, I got a lot to do. I got to break down next week's game and practice, and you're doing all this stuff, and then you get a call like, um, can you make a tape? for uh, where J.J. Watt lines up in every formation and this, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I have so much on my plate. I'm stressed for the next year here. And now I got to go through, like, the whole season and figure out where he's lined up all the time according to certain formations and do all of that. So those were never fun phone calls. One last point before we take a break. Yeah. And this is something that occurred to me yesterday, and it's mainly for fun. I doubt that it's going to happen. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Is there a shooter on the grassy knoll? We'll see. Go ahead. There's nothing grassy about <laughs> it. You've got this pipeline of Texans yeah. going to Arizona. You've got DeAndre Hopkins there. You've got J.J. Watt there. And it occurred to me yesterday, of all the teams out there to which Deshaun Watson could be traded, if you're looking at it from the Texans' perspective and what you get back, Deshaun Watson for Kyler Murray is the closest thing to a wash you're going to find. Other than Deshaun Watson for Russell Wilson, and the Texans aren't on Russell Wilson's four-team list. So, Kyler Murray, happy to see J.J. Watt as a member of the Cardinals. Could it be that the Texans call the Cardinals and say, hey, you want another Texan? Send us Kyler. We'll give you Deshaun Watson straight up.
Straight up, I think that maybe you'd have to put well, a the money on it if you're the Cardinals. The money is the but, situation, too, wouldn't you think? I mean, does that play into it? You know, one guy's making such significantly less compared to the other as well. Somebody else has paid the signing bonus. You got to pay him $10 million this year. Yeah. $35 million next year that you would surely convert to another signing bonus. But the original signing bonus, $20 million plus, was paid by the Texans. You're getting the guy as his extension begins to kick in, or what would have been the fifth-year option, you're getting him now, and somebody else has paid the bonus. So I don't think the money's as big of a deal. I just think it's, would Kyler Murray want to go play for the Jack Easterbys? That's that's the real question, and I don't think Kyler Murray would want to mess with that. And that's a problem the Texans are going to have going forward. You're going to have guys that just don't want to mess with that team until they make some changes up top. Agreed. And uh, that, that So as although it makes sense, and it would be fascinating to see Houston I get know. Kyler Murray and bring him back to Texas. Yeah. If I'm Kyler Murray, I'm saying no, thank you. I don't want to. I don't have anything to do with that. I can't imagine Cliff Kingsbury. That's the letting that's Kyler the other Murray thing. go either. Right. We know how infatuated he is with him. It it is a system and offense that really is for Kyler Murray. And not to say Deshaun Watson can't do that, but they are a little different. I mean, Kyler's running is more special than Deshaun Watson. Definitely. And, you know, I guess the other thing, I, you know, I, I I don't know. You know, you brought up. Which all guy the, would you want? Which guy would you want? Well, I would take Watson right now. I would. But it's it, like it's it's not like it's it's close. It's not like far off. I mean, Kyler Murray's, you know, right there on the fringe of a top five quarterback in football. And Watson right is a top five. I mean, he's right there. So it's it, there's certainly, you know, a lot of value to each guys and all that, too. But I, I do look at the aspect of like, hey, Arizona they're trying to build something too, and they got holes, and you know they got a quarterback and a rookie contract. So, do you want to bring a guy in that's going to have like a big salary cap number? Let alone you don't have to pay him maybe the money and the pure cash like you're talking about, but a big number that will handicap them to a degree about filling the rest of their roster and improving their football team. That to me would be a little bit of the negative from just the Arizona standpoint. Texas native. First, Texas, I know, Texas, I hear Texas, you. Listen, Bedford, Texas, you, Allen High School in Allen, Texas. He's a Texan. No, and I he know. may be the kind of guy who doesn't care about the stuff. I mean, he 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 seems very even keeled to me. Yeah, he may not care about any of that stuff. Yeah, I don't know the Texas. I don't know. I think there's a little bit underneath the a little more of a storm underneath Kyler Murray than we know I think we saw it a little this year and he kind of chuckled with us when we had our little interview and you know yeah. we talked about him yelling on the sideline and doing all that so uh, I don't know but we both know from a con the combine what was that two years ago or three years ago I can't remember anymore but we we saw Cliff Kingsbury and how he like his eyes opened up when you talked about Kyler Murray and he, we've heard all the comments throughout the years so I just can't imagine him ever wanting to end that marriage at least not right now where you know they're kind of just starting to get things going and get right on the get on the right track here all right uh, I and I, look I, I'm a big Kyler Murray fan big Deshaun Watson fan it, it, it's inescapable to at least I know. not think Lee of it Harvey when Florio you see, strikes again when, this isn't that <laughs> difficult you've got the the two most significant Texans other than Deshaun Watson who have now landed in Arizona, it's not it's not a high level conspiracy theory to say, gee, what I mean, look, Deshaun my, my Watson. My ten year old is the first thing it? he said yesterday as soon as he saw yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. He's just like would, you. Would He's Deshaun right want to do it? Yes. <laughs> would the Texans want to do it if they could get Kyler Murray for Deshaun Watson? Yes. Yeah. The problem is, does Cliff Kingsbury want to do it? Does Kyler Murray want to do it? Right. I don't think it happens. It's just fun to think about. It's fun to talk about. It's something else that's fun to think about and fun to talk about. Uh, a little thing that popped up yesterday involving the potential Russell Wilson trade and one of the potential teams, the Las Vegas Raiders, and an analyst with NFL Network thinking that uh, the Raiders would be a good destination despite the fact that uh, one of his immediate family members is the current starting quarterback there. Let's break that down next on this Tuesday edition of the FC Live. Lee Harvey Florio. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. 
The few, the proud, the Marines. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So yesterday, David Carr listed on an item at NFL.com the 10 quarterbacks to target via free agency trade or the draft this year. And he mentions at number two, Russell Wilson. And he mentions the four teams for which Russell Wilson would play via trade from the Seahawks, the Bears, Saints, Cowboys, and the Raiders. The Raiders, current starting quarterback, David Carr's younger brother, Derek Carr. If I'm one of those four teams, i.e. the Raiders, I'm picking up the phone yesterday. He, Russell Wilson, is everything you want in a quarterback with endless talent, arm strength, poise, and intelligence. Plus, he has the kind of ice in his veins that gives his team a chance to win in late games, no matter how great the deficit. I was stunned by that. I wrote the article. I sent it around to you and Pete and Matt yesterday, Chris, and I couldn't believe it. And you had a great theory that, that hey, maybe Derek gave the nod to this because right. he's sick of the speculation. Right. I, so, uh, yeah. So, but wait. Oh, wait. Oh, no. No, no. That wasn't the case. The, the, the phrase, Amendment if I'm one of those change. four teams, <laughs> was changed to if I'm a quarterback-needy team. I'm picking up the phone yesterday. And let me tell you this, first of all. Saying if I'm a quarterback-needy team makes no sense in context because it's one paragraph after the paragraph where he talks about Russell Wilson limiting the universe of teams to four. So if you're any of those other teams, other than the four that have been identified, you're wasting your time calling up. So uh, th- 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 this was funny to me. And and the way it was changed, no evidence that it was changed, no update to the timestamp, no editor's note, no anything. It was just, oh, crap. I can't believe I did that. Let's make the change and let's never mention it again and let's hope no one notices. Oops. I, I, I mean, originally I was shocked. When you, when you sent along the, the, you know, the article and all those things, I thought, well, there's no way he writes this unless he talked to his brother and his brother was like, hey, get the hell with this. I'm sick of dealing with this every year. Fine. Go ahead. Write it. Tell him to trade for me. You know, that, that's what I texted you, right? I mean, that's what it, that's what it would have appeared to, to me. Um, but obviously, you know, a- after the amendment change there, uh, there, there must have been some sort of phone call or text message like, Yo, dude, what the hell? I'm your brother, and uh, my wife is pissed off because we don't want to move. We just moved into this house. What are you doing? Like, uh, so I'm sure that was a very awkward, awkward exchange, certainly. And hey, we, listen, we know Russell Wilson's awesome. There's no doubt about that. Uh, and is he better than Derek uh, Derek Carr? Yes, he is. Um, but I, I, man, the Raiders. They're one of those teams where, hey, I look at John Gruden and go, yeah, I, I think he'd love to have a guy like Russell Wilson. But like we talked about yesterday, you know, he's got his robot wired finally in a Derek Carr. And as we talked about last week when we hit the AFC West teams, I mean, the Raiders got they need uh, they got they got holes. I mean, their defense is is stinky. They need players. And if they were going to trade Derek Carr for for Russell Wilson, they were they're obviously going to have to give up assets and picks and things like that to get him. There's going to be something that goes along with that, and uh, that's where I just don't think it makes sense, uh, at least uh, from that standpoint. Peter King and I were kicking it around last week. He thought that that maybe Derek Carr, Jonathan Abram, and Hunter Renfro, plus a pick or two, could mm. get it done. That I mean, that's a possibility. I mean, that is. 
Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't think the, the Seahawks, I don't think need safety help right now, but it would probably take something like that. I think that's, yeah, maybe a, maybe one of the young corners they have something like that. Maybe that would have to be thrown into there. That would make a little more sense to me than the, than the, uh, safeties, but yeah, probably something similar to that to, to get, get the job done. And I don't know if the Raiders would be willing to do that right now or not. Uh, you know, they, Abram, of course, is a first round pick and, yeah, he's been a little wild and crazy, but he does have talent and he does have attitude, and that's that's hard to replace. So, so I just don't see it happening. I don't know. I don't, and I'm just again, I don't know where this Russell Wilson thing's gonna go, oh. uh, and, and it'll be interesting. But that was very odd yesterday. Family on family crime in the NFL, and and your take I thought was compelling. The idea that maybe Derek Carr has had enough of it because it's out there that Russell Wilson wants to play for the Raiders. And the Raiders haven't come out and said, no, no, Derek Carr's our guy. And what have we heard from Mike Mayock, the GM of the team, for the last couple of years? Every time he talks about quarterbacks, he says we're looking constantly for a potential upgrade. Remember, they kicked tires on Kyler Murray and Dwayne Haskins yeah. in 2019. Why? Because we're constantly looking for upgrades at all positions, including quarterbacks. Right. So at a certain point, you do get sick of it if you're Derek Carr. My, my wild guess as to what happened here is that David Carr just kind of provided the list to someone else at NFL.com and that someone else wrote it up and he read it and he didn't notice it and he said okay and then he got the WTF text from his brother after we posted the thing yesterday yeah and okay think about this in 2018 the last time that David Carr listed his top 10 NFL quarterbacks he listed his brother higher than Russell Wilson which is mind-blowing in and of itself uh yeah yes it is uh there's no doubt I mean hey listen Carr Derek Carr's had some moments we know that you know he was really damn good that year he broke his you know leg or ankle before they went to the playoffs man was he clutch he had like ice water in his veins that year so I can understand it being closer that year certainly but ever since that point I mean Russell Wilson's that wasn't the year though that was a year oh, after. that was a year that was after you're 2018. right 2018 yeah 2017 was the year that he was just good enough to get Jack Del Rio fired for John Gruden yeah all right so yeah they had no they the, the, that shouldn't have been that close there and then of course Russell Wilson the last few years has gone into superstardom I mean Russell Wilson is a rare talent and the fact that he is as clutch as they come he's one of those guys Mike that really like when he doesn't happen at the end of the football game and he doesn't make the big throw, you're like, what? How? I, I can't believe it. He always does. I mean, he's he's as clutch as they come in the NFL in those type of moments. And of course, he can carry a team in certain moments too and make plays that are just off the charts good. So that's the aspect he brings to the game. You know, Derek Carr is really good, but he does need system help. You know, and I don't mean to say that, you know, in a, in a derogatory way. I'm just saying, listen, there's only a few guys in the world that are like a Russell Wilson that can do what he can do. Derek Carr is awesome. When you give him an awesome, I mean, an offense, he can make really good decisions. He's a high-level thrower. He's very accurate. And he does have a lot of value as an NFL starting quarterback. But, yeah, at this point, I think Russell Wilson's a little bit in a different stratosphere. The odds makers unmoved by the recent talk about Russell Wilson leaving, the agent identifying the four teams for which Russell Wilson would play. Points bet has Seattle at minus 1250 as the next destination, the next place that Russell Wilson will take a snap. So that means he's going nowhere according to the odds. But beyond that, the favorite would be the Las Vegas Raiders at plus 450. I'm surprised Dallas is where they are. I think Dallas is the least likely of the four teams to go after Russell Wilson for a very, very simple reason. First of all, there's no way you can include Dak Prescott, really. There's, yeah, there's You're no still blocked by him, yes. right? I was, I've always been. I don't all know right, what again. I did to be blocked. That's what bothers me about it more than anything else. When you get blocked by someone and you have no idea what you did to trigger it. Now, there have been times in the past where it's like I know this guy's going to block me based on this tweet, but I had n I I have I'm clueless as to what I ever said or did to get Derek Carr to block me. Uh, clueless. Oh, uh, I'm sure you did something. I mean, well, this is stirring up family drama. That's good. This is your first time down down that lane, but I I don't think uh 
you know, it may not be the first time. Yeah, it might not be the first time. It's the first time they've given me something. It's the first time they've given me something that's made it so easy. Okay. So uh, I'm sure if we went through your timeline, there's plenty of, plenty of things that justified him blocking you. I'm sure. I'm sure of that. Anyway, definitely. what was I saying earlier? Oh, I was saying about the Cowboys. I just, of, of all the yeah. teams that Russell Wilson's named, I, th- I just, it makes no sense. It makes no sense for the Cowboys to do it, but uh, that probably means they'll be the ones who do. When we return, the Carolina Panthers getting phone calls about a quarterback they'd very much like to trade if they can get an upgrade. More PFT Live right after this. Huge Teddy Bridgewater fan, always have been. I thought he performed very well last year in his first season as a starter since 2018. 15. The Panthers, however, looking desperately for an upgrade, which means Teddy is going to be out. Reportedly, the 49ers have called about Teddy Bridgewater, which was intriguing to say the least because I'm not sure who's higher on the list between Bridgewater and Garoppolo. But you know what? Even though Bridgewater's also had the catastrophic knee injury, Bridgewater, more reliable. to And, and I could see Bridgewater in that joystick offense of Kyle Shanahan where you just do exactly what the coach wants you to do. You run it the way he wants you to run it, and everything's going to be fine. I could see Bridgewater running that offense, Chris. Yeah, I, he certainly can. I mean, we know he's a student of the game. He's going to do those type of things. But uh, I, I don't think he's as good as Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I mean, this one is, is eye-popping to me. Listen, I, I look at it from this aspect. You know, I think a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo can look at all the other – rumors and things that have been out there about replacing him right oh Tom Brady okay I I mean I understand it's Tom Brady okay yeah he's the goat whatever right you know oh Matt Stafford okay well yeah I mean Matt Stafford holy cow it's one of the greatest throwers in the history of football Deshaun Watson all right yeah he's definitely one of the five best quarterbacks in football this is the one if I'm Jimmy Garoppolo like I'm pissed off there's this one right here where I go what Teddy Bridgewater you're gonna replace me for Teddy Bridgewater that's the one where I think you could actually actually anger him, where he's going to go, are you kidding me? You know, Teddy Bridgewater, yes, very good. Like, I, he, to me, he's not really a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's a borderline starter slash backup. Yeah, the stats were pretty good last year. Great. It's all stats. They don't want him this year, do they? You know, they don't. It's, again, it goes into, hey, the stats are great, but there's so many plays and yards that were left on the field last year. They got arguably the, the, the best receiving core in football last year as far as explosiveness. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel. So I'm sure Carolina got done with the year and was like, what? We left people open for touchdowns and plays all over the place. And that's why they're trying to move on. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how you know that reaction and how this all gets portrayed for Jimmy G. Grassy Knoll theory from me. Okay. Looking at Teddy Bridgewater's contract, salary this year of $17 million. Compensation package for Jimmy Garoppolo, $25 million. Maybe this is just a step toward eventually going to Jimmy and saying, hey, we can't pay you $25 this year. We can't do it. That's why we called about Teddy. He's coming in at 17. Maybe. And Jimmy, hey, have have your agent Don Yee call around. See if there's somebody out there that would pay you $25 million if we'd cut you because there isn't. I think that's part of it. If you keep Jimmy Garoppolo, you cannot pay him $25 million this year. He hasn't earned it because he can't stay it's Interesting. Healthy. And they want to keep Trent out. Williams a left tackle, right? Yeah. That's right. We'll be back with more right after this. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. 